I had uh, an event that happened where the flu tried to attach to me, and I was acting in a in a production out at, at Karis. We were doing uh, God with us, and it's a really cool Broadway quality full production. And I was one of the disciples, and. <laughs> I was in the Garden of Gethsemane, sleeping, <laughs> unfaithful, sleeping disciple, and it just came over me. I felt sick on my stomach. I felt all of the symptoms of flu, and I thought, this is how dumb. Here I am, and Jesus is, he's, he's right over there praying. I'm thinking this as an actor, okay? He's, I mean, the actor, but I'm going, I know the story here. He died, and by his stripes I was healed, and I know all these, I know the, the words of it, and this sickness is trying to, to make me throw up there on stage. And I was mad. I was like, this isn't right. Something's wrong here. Something's wrong with this picture. And I finished out the rest of the play, and went straight to my car. I didn't even say hi to anybody. I just went straight home. And I still felt it. It, it had not left. And I was, I was praying. I was saying, Lord, show me. What, what do I do about this? And I laid down on my bed. And I texted my brother. And I just said, dealing with symptoms of flu. I didn't say I have the flu because I didn't want to agree with it. I didn't, I didn't, I just said I'm dealing with this. He texted me back and he said, I'm standing with you, keep standing. And, and I was laying at the time, laying on the bed. And I just felt like I need to stand up. So I stood up and I said, okay, what do I do now? And this verse came to my mind, Luke 10, 19. Jesus said, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. It's pretty all-inclusive. And that's the verse that came to me. And so I, I just started to quote that verse. And I actually grabbed a waste can in case I would throw up. I, mean, I felt terrible. I had all the symptoms. Headache, splitting headache. So much that I turned the light off because I just couldn't keep my eyes open. I was shivering and sweating. I had all these symptoms, okay? It felt 100%. But I was not willing to agree with what my body was telling me. I said, I have a verse because I asked and that's a verse that came to me. I don't need more than that. I, I can do it with the maps, baby. If I got the word, whatever he gives me, it's going to work. So I just started pacing in the room. Not a big bedroom. I just went back and forth. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. Behold, I give you authority. Two and a half hours. 
I said that verse. Nonstop. Did not stop. I did stop one, I should say, I did stop one time and I said, what are you going to do if I don't care how I feel anymore? And I was talking to the enemy because I felt so bad. I just didn't care anymore. I didn't care how I felt. I was looking past it. And I just kept saying it and saying it and saying it. <laughs> Sometime around between two and three, the reason I know it was two and a half hours is because that was about midnight when I started. Sometime between two and three, I laid down. I don't remember laying down. I think the Lord was like, it's okay, buddy. You got this, son. You're good. I laid down because I woke up the next morning and I, I, was, I had my hands folded on my chest with the covers tucked in like this. It's like somebody tucked me in. I felt like, like somebody had laid me in a casket. Like, sorry, but that's just how it felt. Like I was like this and I thought, what's going on? And I, I felt nothing, no headache, no problems. Pulled the covers off, and I, I, I thought, oh, if I sit up, I wonder if I'm going to feel something. So I just kind of gingerly swung my legs down, and I sat up. And I was like, I wasn't even sore. I wasn't, there was like nothing. I felt like I had just been in a spa somewhere. And, I, I, like, it was amazing. And I thought, I wonder if it's completely gone. And my stomach growled. I was like, boy, I'm hungry. So I went and made a big breakfast, eggs and bacon and all the good stuff. It was gone. Gone. That's, that's it. It was done. But see, if I tell that story, what the, the risk that I run is now I have everyone here says, well, no, I'm going to quote that verse if I get sick. You know that the verse, the power of that verse came by unction of the Holy Spirit. I went to him. Yes, this is his word, but he is his spoken word, his rhema word. So I, as much as we have wanted to say, Stand on this. Just, just grab the verses. And I even said, I, I can do it with the maps. Do you know why I can do it with the maps? If he tells me the maps, I'll do it with that. I don't care what it is. Whatever he says, I'll stand on. Because his word is the power of it. This is where we access, the Bible is where we access the, the written Logos word of God so that it can become alive and become rhema to us, spoken by his spirit. If it was only rhema, it would get confusing. But we have, a, we have something we can go back to. You hear something in your heart, go here, check it out. If you can't find it in here, it's not the Lord. Or if it disagrees with what's in here. He's told me things that are not in here, but he didn't disagree with it. He added to it. He enlightened it. He, he, he brought more revelation. And I bet you, if I dig, I could find it somewhere. So, the idea of 
everything we need. Everything. You have everything you need. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. That's a verse. That's a truth. That's a promise. But you have to get access it. You have to go to him in order to make that realized and true in your life daily, continually, over and over, relationship, don't stop. See, he has made so that we can live this way so that we never stumble. He's made so that we can live so that we have answers for those around us. But if you take an answer that, let, let's say I'm, I'm talking to someone with a need over here, and the Lord gives me a word for them, and I, and I say, okay, here's, here's what the Lord's given me, and they find the answer they need. I pray for them, whatever. They, they, they're taken care of. And I talk to a person over here, and it's the same story almost. Like, they're dealing with the same thing. What's my temptation? To take the word the Lord gave me for this guy and apply it to this one. It doesn't work that way. Every single time, we have to hear the Lord, and we go, well, it's as if I never heard this word. And we listen, and the Lord will give us a word. Now, question, how do you hear the voice of God? How do you hear him? And I, I'm doing it because that's how I do it. I feel him. It's from the belly up. It's from my heart. I, I've learned to recognize my own thoughts, which, which appear in my my reference like this, like it starts in my brain. The, the thoughts of the Lord start in my heart. And you go, well, it just sounds like my voice. Well, that's kind of the voice that's in your head. That's, what, that's the way you hear things. But do you ever call yourself son? Do you ever say your own name? Do you ever say, we are doing this? Like, if you're willing to hear his voice, you'll recognize he doesn't speak to you as you. He speaks to you as him. He says, we decided. And I go, I wasn't part of this. And he's talking about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They, they were talking about me. And they, did, they made a decision about something. He says, son, listen to me. I don't think those thoughts to myself. I don't think son to me. And those thoughts come like this. You have to be willing to hear uh, and see through the fog, through like it's, it's so soft and quiet and subtle that you'll dismiss it at first. You'll say, I just don't know if that's him. That's okay. Ask him to confirm it. Compare with what's in the word. And keep trying. Keep accessing his voice. He, his, he will become more and more clear to you as your relationship with him grows. And the moment you hear a rhema word that you stand on and you find the answer like with that flu the flu disappeared the moment the, the rhema word produced something in your life 
No one can ever take it from you. Now you know. And my bet, my guess is that most of you have already had something like that happen. Maybe it's a while ago. Maybe it's something where you say, I thought that's the way it was, but it just hasn't been working. Does that mean that that wasn't true? Or does that mean that maybe your focus has shifted? Maybe there's something else that's gotten in the way. Maybe there's a distraction. <laughs> maybe there's a distraction of something that has pulled your heart in a different direction. Is that God's fault? Does he, does he change just because you've turned away from him? See, in order to please him, you must believe that he exists, first of all. And you must believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently. It's another, it's the same word. Ha giving all diligence. See, we want microwave responses from God. We, we don't want to deal with not having the answer for a stretch of time. We don't want to deal with the, the problem still existing. We don't want to quote a verse for two and a half hours while our body is telling us, just throw up already and go to suck it up and admit it. I've told that story to multiple people, and I've gotten different responses. Some people saying, well, I just admit it because I just want to be real. And I would ask, which real are you wanting to be? Because there's two of them. Because he calls those things which are not as though they were. So for, for him to call Abraham the father of many nations when Abraham had not yet become a father at all, was God lying or was he calling something true because it was going to be true? He, his word is what brought it to pass. See, I just want to be real. That's why I live with everything I need. Because that's the truth of it. Now, when I need it, let's say this week, because I'm, I'm preaching a message to you, and I'm going to experience the same thing. These things just continue. It's life. People say, how's life? And I say, well, life is life, but God's good. Things happen. Maybe you don't like the colder weather. Paul Mark said, Who, you know, who's thankful for the snow? By the way, what's the best day of the year? It's the day you're in. Don't try to get to a different day or reminisce about the last one. You're in the one you're in. You're not going to change it. So guess what? Today is the best day of the year for me. Because it's the day I'm in. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. If you need joy and you can't find joy, go inside. Find him. Say, Lord, I'm needing joy. Show me how. And he will. I promise you. He will. He is faithful. He's faithful. I'm sure that this brings up a lot of specific uh, questions and situations in your life. And you say, well, you don't know my story. You don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know how long I've dealt with this. So I would just ask, okay, if I look at the, the fruits of the Spirit, 
funny. I had a note here. I'm going to read this. Hebrews 6.12 says, And do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise, promises. Through faith and patience. See, we have to be willing to live the rest of our lives this way. Growing. Increasing in the knowledge of Him. Increasing. Growing. Seeing Him come through. Having testimonies. Standing on those. Do it again. Have testimonies. Stand on those. Do it again. Grow. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When you grow and you add these things by faith and patience, you will inherit the promises. 2 Peter 1.4 says, But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Or perfect and complete. Anybody here complete yet? Do you know that Peter was saying, you can be complete, wanting nothing? And he's not just saying, sometime when you die, see, death is not my savior. I don't have death in my plans. Jesus is my savior. And I am in motion for perfection. Why? To prove his goodness and his perfection. Is it to toot my own horn? Of course not. But it is to toot his horn. Light me on fire and watch me burn. Fair enough. Because when that happens, you have to deal with it. Moses had to deal with the burning bush. God spoke out of that. People around you will need to deal with you as the burning bush if you're willing to be an example, if you're willing to show them the way. But remember, all the fruits of the Spirit, I'm going to end with this. Fruits of the Spirit, just because you access it, you got patience, you, you uh, had a situation where you, you acted lovingly because you accessed his love in you. Does that mean you just have it for the rest of your life? Now I've got it. I don't need to access it again. Of course not. It's not automatic. So you'll have a loving person then that's not acting self-controlled. Or you'll have a, a faithful person that's not joyful. <laughs> How many of you are faithful and not joyful? <laughs> I'm committed. If it killed me. Uh, no, sorry. I don't believe that. Find all of them. Let his joy be made full in you. See, all of these things, if you're impatient, you find patience. Fine. But are you unkind then? See, kindness, goodness, gentleness, meekness, self-control... You, I could, just going through the list, you'll find the thing that, that you've been lacking. You'll, you'll go, oh, I understand that. Yeah, I have been lacking that. See, these are fruits, and the enemy wants to spoil your fruit. He wants to come in and distract you. He wants to bring addictions in, like mold, cancer. Theoretical cancer coming in and spoiling this fruit. He wants to get in with distractions and convince you that your life is the only thing true about you. What your experiences are the only thing true about you. Let the Lord convince you today. See, Marcus prayed that we would have an encounter. Everyone here would have an encounter with the Lord 
that changes us from this day on. That's my prayer for you. That this word changes you. Every situation. You have a thousand of them in a day. Every situation, you go to him. You go to him. You go to him. And you say, I know that you are everything. And I know that you're in me. And so I know that I have everything. And so because I know that, show me. I believe it. Speak it out with your mouth. And let him give you the word. Let him show you the way. He will lead you each step of the way. Thank you so much.